Hi, everyone, and welcome to the State of State Schools podcast. I'm your host, John Stamper, Christian author, former homeschooler, and former public school teacher. Once a week, I'll give a quick recap of the most important headlines in education and pull back the curtain on what's really happening in our kids' schools. If you're a teacher, parent, or homeschool family, this podcast is for you. Thanks for listening, and let's get started. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number two. We have five headlines to get to in this episode, all coming from the week of January 9th, 2023. The first headline comes from the Center Square, a news outlet in Illinois. It says the Chicago Public Schools Department that is responsible for investigating sexual misconduct had a, quote, extraordinarily high caseload, end quote, in 2022. Since the department's inception in 2018, there have been 1,735 reported cases of sexual misconduct in Chicago public schools. 1,735. In one claim, a high school PE teacher sent videos exposing himself to an 11th grader during driver's ed. The girl reported the incident to two other teachers who failed to report the misconduct to administration. After taking to social media and getting her story substantiated, the teacher finally resigned and faced criminal charges. In another claim, a junior ROTC male staff member had sexual relations with a 16-year-old female student for one year. When he found out there was an investigation, he threatened to kill the girl and her family if they cooperated with the investigation. So I taught for Chicago Public Schools for one year, and at the end of that year, I filed a formal complaint with the Chicago Public School Board And I cited how some of the teaching materials were sexually inappropriate and that certain school practices were sexualizing children. The school board responded, uh, choosing not to investigate. Uh, So sadly, I'm not surprised at this story. I'm sad, but I'm not surprised. Number two, headline number two comes from The Daily Wire, January 12th, 2023. Mayor Lori Lightfoot's campaign called on Chicago public school teachers to recruit their students to help her win re-election for class credit. So we have another story out of Chicago. Lightfoot's deputy campaign manager, Megan Crane, sent an email to Chicago public school teachers' work email accounts. Crane said in the email, quote, students are eligible to earn class credit through our volunteer program, end quote. After receiving backlash from the Chicago Teachers Union president and the ACLU of Illinois, Lightfoot's campaign stated their intention was to, quote, provide young people with the opportunity to engage with our campaign, end quote, and that they will, quote, cease contact with CPS employees, end quote. So the fact is that this email has already been sent and read. So the damage is done. It's not like everyone can just pretend it didn't happen and they can unread it. But that's pretty much what's going on. So I wonder if CPS teachers who happen to be supporters of Lightfoot will end up urging their students to volunteer for the Lightfoot campaign or not. Uh, This kind of stuff is nothing new. In one of my former schools, an administrator sent out staff emails 
urging us to vote for one specific candidate. Otherwise, if we didn't vote for them and elect them, there may be teacher cuts, basically you know, blackmailing teachers to vote one way. Moving on, story number three from the Daily Wire, January 12th, 2023. A Pennsylvania school board adopted a new policy that bans pride flags, BLM signs, MAGA hats, and other political displays from its schools. A friend of mine uh, teaches in Wisconsin said their school adopted a similar policy. This new policy amended a 2018 policy which restricted teachers from participating in political events during school hours. This new policy just includes restrictions on visual displays. Opponents of this policy, such as the ACLU, claim it is censorship and leads to harassment and discrimination of LGBTQ individuals. Two of the schools in the district adopted a policy that restricts teachers from using preferred names or pronouns without parental consent. So one thing that's interesting here in this story, we have a Pennsylvania school board that is banning pride flags, while in episode number one, we discussed the CDC and their inclusivity gauge, which encourages you to display pride flags. So we have you know two opposite ends of the spectrum here. To me, parental consent is the big issue. I like that the school is clearly defining what can and can't be displayed. At least it's a little clearer, even though there will probably eventually be another slogan or another flag that causes another uproar. But requiring parental involvement or parental consent, that's huge. Now, whether or not teachers actually adhere to that policy, we'll see. All right, moving on. Story number four comes from the Daily Wire, January 12th. Again, busy day. A California school district is sued over its, quote, parental secrecy policy concerning gender transitioning. This is a big issue, in my opinion. The mother of a fifth grade student claims elementary school staff members pressured her daughter into changing her gender identity and to keep it secret from her mother. The lawsuit alleges, quote, under the parental secrecy policy, schools in the district are prompting students to question their sexuality and gender, facilitating their social transition to a new gender identity and integrating this new person into the ecosystem, all without informing or receiving consent from the parents. So students are changing their sexuality, changing their gender, changing their name, all without the parents knowing about it. Apparently, the school counselor regularly visited classrooms to discuss sexuality and quote-unquote gender identity with students. Students were encouraged to explore their sexual identity and were told that it was normal to feel like they were not the gender associated with their biological sex. The previously mentioned fifth grade student's grandfather recently died, and her mom was struggling with breast cancer. So this fifth grade girl was going through a lot. The girl began to wonder if her grief, anxiety, and depression were the result of her being born in the wrong gender, a concept she would have learned at school. The counselor invited students to an arts and crafts group 
where the topic changed from arts and crafts to sexuality and gender identity. The counselor allegedly held secret one-on-one meetings to pressure the girl to adopt a male name and pronouns. So one thing some schools are using now is gender support plans, quote unquote. Keep your eyes out for this, parents. Gender support plans, where students are asked whether or not they'd like their parents to know about their new gender identity. Another thing, quote unquote, gender closets are also being used by some schools, and I've even read about them being used at some churches. Gender closets, so students can change into clothes that match their gender identity, then change back into their regular clothes before going home. So this topic of schools having secret or discreet meetings to discuss gender and sexuality is not new. The CDC provides a resource on their website to a group called the Gay Straight Alliance Network, G-S-A-N. The Gay Straight Alliance Network advises school Gay Straight Alliance clubs to hold secret meetings in secret locations to avoid, quote, harassment and opposition. This tactic has been used around the country and has even led recently to schools and staff being sued. I go into more details and specifics in my book, Conflicted, so check that out. All right, story number five, our last headline for this episode comes from the Christian Post, January 11th. Arkansas Governor Sarah Huckabee signed an executive order to prohibit indoctrination and critical race theory in schools. The order states that critical race theory indoctrination is, quote, resurrecting segregationist values, which America has fought so hard to reject, end quote. And that, quote, government policies must empower parents to make decisions for their children and foster curriculum transparency in classrooms across the state, end quote. President Trump, side note, President Trump banned critical race theory in 2020 from federal programs, but that ban was repealed by President Biden. The order directs the secretary of the state's Department of Education to review all materials, quote, to identify any items that may purposely or otherwise promote teaching that would indoctrinate students with ideologies such as critical race theory that conflict with the principle of equal protection under the law or encourage students to discriminate against someone, end quote. It continues, quote, if any items are found to conflict with the principle of equal protection under the law, then the secretary is instructed to amend, annul, or alter those rules, regulations, policies, materials, or communications to remove the prohibited indoctrination. So it all must be screened by the secretary of the Department of Education for that state. Sanders' order clarifies that it does not prohibit the discussion of ideas and history of the concepts like critical race theory. It also does not prohibit the discussion of public policy, issues of the day, or related ideas that individuals may find unwelcome, disagreeable, or offensive. Quote, no communication by a public school employee, public school representative, or guest speaker shall compel a person to adopt, affirm, or profess an idea in violation of Title IV and Title VI of the Civil Rights Act of 1964. So one thing that stands out to me is that the order doesn't prohibit the discussion of ideas and history of the concepts or issues, issues of the day. 
that individuals may find unwelcome, disagreeable, or offensive. It doesn't prohibit talking about these things. The key point is students can't be compelled to adopt, affirm, or profess these ideas. So my next question is, when can these things be discussed and do parents get any say in the matter? All right, lots to think about uh, for this week. Thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll see you next time.